Hello and welcome, my lovelies, to the D Word Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Butcher, certified spiritual life coach, psychic medium, and intuitive healer. Here on the D Word, we dive deep, talking about love, guidance, and healing. It is time to awaken, illuminate, and transform your life, my lovely, and I'm blessed you've chosen me to be your guide. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome, lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in to The D Word. I'm so excited to be here, as I always am, and I am blessed for all of my listeners. And I've said this before, but I want to say it again. I am just beyond <laughs> the energy. We have listeners from all over the world and you guys are reaching out to me, asking questions, you know, giving comments about the podcast and engaging. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And I love hearing from you. So if you want to share your story or have any questions, or maybe there's a question that you, um, you know, it turns out that such as today's episode, uh, will be, you know, you have a question and I get so many repeat questions that I make podcasts out of them. So not only will it help to answer your question, but it will help so many countless others as well. Uh, so certainly ask those questions. So I know what kind of guidance that you need. And, you know, today's podcast is going to be kind of a, an additional follow-up or a continuation really of the past episodes we've done about cutting cords releasing people from your life and and how to do that and kind of the feelings that come along with that when you do and you know so many of you have been doing the work you've been listening to the you know the cord cutting podcast and the reception that I've gotten from that episode alone has been great I mean so many people did the meditation and so if you haven't checked it out do that and it gives you the guidance and kind of the basic steps to think about who do you need to cut out of your life, why, and then how to do that. And, and then so energetically, right? So one of the questions that we had to over this last few days, I'm going to share from you from one of our listeners. Uh, they say, is there a way to get through the guilt when it comes to wanting to block someone completely out of your life? This is huge because we know going into the release, we know going into the cord cutting, the, the, maybe the conversation that you're, you're going to have with this individual, whether it's a loved one, family member, right? Someone close to you, you're going to have to have these conversations and you're confident knowing, okay, no, they're definitely toxic. I definitely have to do this. And that initial conversation, although difficult, and maybe you didn't even have a conversation with them, but say you did, it's difficult. But at the end of that, it's rather refreshing. You know, you have this weight lifted off your shoulders, even simply setting the intent and making the decision for yourself. So whether you've talked to them or not about, you know, the issues or what they've done to you or, you know, whatever this is as to why you are disconnecting from these people. You simply telling the universe and stating for yourself now, even silently, what you will and won't accept, and then just pulling away and setting boundaries that way is huge. And you feel this relief come over you when you've done that. 
And I can attest to that myself, having done so many times and with the hardest people in my life, perhaps to do that with. And I talk about that in my season one of the podcast. We did ones about, you know, removing toxic people. We talked about strength. We talked about so many things in regard to really living life on your terms and what that means, what kind of strength that takes to to do that. So it took a lot of strength for you to initially say, I want this for me and I need this for me. And perhaps this is for yourself, your children, your your immediate family, right? You don't want to bring that toxicity into your life anymore. You're growing. You are achieving greatness. And you begin to, as you begin to grow and evolve and change and, and experience more on your spiritual journey, you realize how much further away you've become from these individuals that you're cutting out of your life and what kind of impact that they had because you're healing, you're uncovering everything. And that initial, like I said, the initial awareness, the initial conversation you have with them, the initial decision, the intent that you're going to make to cut them out or to set boundaries is a relief. But then what happens later And this could be, you know, up to maybe the next day to a few years later. There can be guilt associated, much like this viewer, this listener is experiencing. And this is normal. And especially if these people are toxic because of their actions, that perhaps they've fallen off the path, they have so many life lessons, you've tried helping them in the past, you're compassionate to their journey, but you realize that, well, some people either don't want to be helped, maybe this is, you know, the viewer's situation, maybe it's not. But the overall feeling is, is that when someone makes certain decisions and it's repeated decisions, we get to the point of like, well, look, How much more of this can I take, right? You're asking yourself, how much more of this can I take? Should I take it? What's my responsibility in this? And if I, I think the guilt associated is if I stop paying attention to them now, if I stop helping them now, what's going to happen to them? And that's a really unfair question to ask yourself. And it's so hard. For the most part, the folks I disassociated from in my life were so toxic, I don't feel guilty about that. Despite the position of of where they were in my soul truth, right? My My soul tribe, where they were. You know, you still, you put up with a lot and then enough's enough one day. And whether you truly care for them or not, the, the best thing you can do for yourself But oddly enough, them, no matter what they've done, no matter your level of guilt or sadness surrounding it, the best thing you can sometimes do, and I think, you know, rather in most situations, is to pull away and set the boundaries. Because they have a life that they've chosen to live, and if they're choosing these situations again and again they make the same decisions they hurt the same people they 
hurt themselves. And that toxicity gets the point of, well, look, I, I think I'm done. I, 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 it's not my place to help them anymore. They don't want the help. Because if they did, they would stay positive or they would stay clean or they would keep their job or they would, you know, um, continue with their addictions counseling or whatever this is, right? Because there's so many things that we see them and we see them as being ill or sick or in need of guidance. And I think we get to the point where we realize that not only do some people not want to help, and I think that that is kind of a very broad stroke to be painting for people, where energetically, when I've worked with people who have suffered addictions most of their adult life, people who struggle with anxiety and depression and it affects their family, um, people who are suicidal and it affects their family, uh, gamblers, uh, you know, their behavior stems from somewhere. So we want, you know, as empaths and healers and people in their family and, you know, people who love them and care for them, want to understand why they do what they do, want to understand and help them heal and want to uncover all these things so that they can just simply see and understand that they could have a beautiful life. A lot of people, we can help that way. And we do see change and they work very hard at staying clean or, you know, they do their 12 step program. They, they stay on the right track. They keep a job. They work themselves up. But for those that don't, I think we get to the realization and certainly then we're going to group as well. The people that you don't feel guilty about, despite what they've done. We all are here for a purpose. We all have a story. We all have a journey. And we have free will. But we wrote for that too. Every decision, every thought, feeling, emotion that you have, you accounted for. So that you can come here at this time to live that life and that lesson. And many mothers will understand this. Like this is the majority of my clients uh, will be mothers who can't help their children. They get to the point, well, look, at what point am I not just enabling them? You know, I'm giving them money and then they're using it instead of paying their bills or I don't want them to lose their apartment, but they're using that money and doing stupid shit with it or they're using it to harm themselves in some way. And we get this with parents and mothers and saying, well, you know, I, I'm enabling this. And it's hard for a loved one and mother to understand they have these life lessons and their soul needs to learn them. And I think we experience such a heaviness right now at this time, especially as you're healing and you're doing the work, you're evolving and you're creating this life that you want that you want to see everyone do that because ultimately it's a simple thing. It really is. And I tell you, I I've come from the helms of hell. And when I say that it is when you understand the energy and you understand your thought process and how important that is, you can change yourself 
in a very short period of time and connect with yourself and, and see who you are. And when you're playing with, not playing with, but when you are experiencing that energy for yourself, you can say, well, if this has helped me, I know it can help them because I'm here to help them. Can't help everybody. God doesn't want us to. The universe, the higher council doesn't want you to. We can't help everybody. We can't heal everybody. There's a reason for that. Maybe in part, these people had to live this life of tragedy or difficulty or disruption to teach you about strength, to teach you about compassion, about love, about family, about how you handle your problems and how to set boundaries, how to love yourself, how to treat yourself, how to overcome your obstacles, how to, so that you're not in the same situation, you're overcoming these challenges and taking new opportunities that likely had, they had the same opportunities as you did. You just chose better. And you can't be guilty that you chose better because everyone has a choice. It was your story to live through this. It was your story to help people. It was your story to overcome challenges and to be where you are today. And it's hard because the the clearer and the more healed and the more positive that you become, again, you turn around and, and it just seems like you're so separated from that toxicity in your life that you realize you're a different person. And that can bring guilt, for sure. Sadness, regret. Some of you might even regret cutting them out of your life and then you want to try to go back to them. Recreating cycles of toxicity in your life. You know, I did that. I, I cut folks out of my life and I cut, cut people out of my life for a very distinct reason, which was very rightfully so. I felt guilty. I thought I can fix this. I felt I've learned more about myself. I can come at this with more compassion. Maybe I can somehow forgive everything that had happened because I can see that people have a lesson to learn. Maybe I was a little naive about that, but I also had likely had a bit more to learn. <laughs> and that's why I, I reached out again and said, hey, let's work on this. And when it turned out that I had fully given myself to these individuals and they didn't feel the same, I had to respect that, respect their journey, respect their position, but I certainly didn't have to put up with it anymore. And so I, I knew at that point, well, I've done this once and when I do it again, when I cut them out of my life, it's forever. And I'm okay with that. And it's really hard to get to that position because then sometimes you think, well, shouldn't I feel guilty? Shouldn't I feel sad by this? And then you begin to feel sad or guilty. You know, at one point I had somebody ask me, it's like, well, you know, Deanna, they were doing their own work their own cutting cords. They were doing their own, you know, similar, not similar, but I guess, you know, similar folks that they needed to cut out of their life as well. And 
And they asked me, you know, this seems freeing for me. You know, they were talking, saying, you know, Deanna, this, this seems like this has really freed you. And do you feel sad and that you might not see them again? You know, or what if they pass away? Would you feel guilty or regret that, that you lost connection? And it was an immediate relief and it made me sound so cold. But there was a level of understanding and it's like, well, then you know you've healed was the reception I got from that. Because it's not that I want to see anybody ill. I don't want to see anybody die. I don't want to see them live difficulty. I don't. There's been many times on my journey where I have felt their cords reach out to me. And I've just sent them love and light and healing and peace. I don't have ill will towards them. I don't. I'm not angry anymore. I'm at peace. But I'm here. They're there for a reason. And I came to terms with that. And I was confident with that. And I think that's why it, when you have the difference of, of not being flighty or emotional with this decision, you know, you're not using this as a manipulation tool. You know, I'm not hiding my children being, you know, their grandkids. I'm not taking them away and using them as pawns to get what I want. This is something that took me decades to come to. And I don't want anything ill to happen to anyone. But I know that the discussions I've had with them, I've said everything I've needed to say. And so did they. And yeah, it wasn't what I wanted to hear. It was hurtful. It was saddened it was sickening because I knew when I came at it with boundaries stating truth and fact that it wasn't well received I know that and it's not my burden to carry they knew better they should have done better and that's on them and by the time I got to the point where, again, for the second or third time, because this was, you know, the third time. When I walked away the third time, I knew, and same for yourself. By that point, you know, you're very clear on your stance. You're like, nope, fuck that. I'm done. I'm not going back to this bullshit. And they're not coming back into my life either. I'm not wasting my time, my energy, my my who I am they're not deserving of who I am and that that doesn't come from ego it comes from a level of energy of of purpose and intent that I came here knowing from a very young age that I was going to be doing much of my life alone I knew that I always knew that there was something within me that knew that I wasn't going to need people. I wanted people in my life. I, and there was a phase of my life where I desperately felt like I needed to, I needed their love. I, I needed to feel it. I needed to, for them to prove that they cared about me. 
And maybe they did in their own way, but it's very different than what one needed and what one should have had. But I don't hold that against them now because part of the healing is, is releasing all of it, healing from all of it. I'm not angry. You know, I don't get triggered when someone mentions their name. It's uncomfortable because some people will be like, well, oh, well, how are they? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And it, everybody associates that with, oh, there must be such drama. I'm like, no, <laughs> there used to be. <laughs> but there isn't anymore. I'm at peace. I want them to be at peace. And I hope that they are. And that's all we can do. They made the choices that they made. I lived the life that I lived. Because we all wrote this story. We chose our people. We chose our tribe. Much like this listener. They're feeling guilty because of the decision that they made to be at peace with themselves. And that guilt can be hard. I I know what that feels like. And I think that's just a measurement of who you are as an individual. The love and compassion that you do have for humanity. And I think you can use that to help people who want to be helped. You had to experience this in one way or form so you could have understanding. You could see behind the scenes what happens, what people go through. You know, oftentimes we'll see, you know, moms who have children with disabilities or moms who have lost a child or, you know, not just moms, you know, people, but, you know, you often will see then the moms will become advocates, create foundations. They'll help children with, you know, and moms with other parents with children with disabilities. They'll create groups just to help each other out. Bring awareness to the disease or to the mental health issues that their children had or, you know, they use that as a tool to help others. And I think that that's part of their own healing. So that didn't happen for nothing. That their life wasn't in vain. And I think if you're driven to do something like that, I know this isn't meant to then make you feel guilty even further to say, well, now I've got to go help these people because this was what my lesson was. No, only if you're drawn to that. I mean, you you will often see, I mean, I know dozens of people who were abused as children, who were mistreated poorly as children. Maybe they were within the system themselves. And now as an adult, they work for these foundations and these corporations and these, these businesses that help underprivileged children or they, they help give a life to a child who was living in a destructive environment. And 
you know, they work for CPS to help people within the system because they know what it's like. And, you know, we're using our experiences and our lessons to do great things in this world. And this potentially is one of them. You know, that this listener has had this question. I think this is going to, and I talk about it in the podcast today because I know that she's not the only one that feels this. I felt it in any of my clients who've come to me about cutting cords and moving through this energy and, and releasing. I mean, this isn't just getting rid of a toxic boyfriend. This is cutting even good people from your life. Good people that are have that are troubled. And that's where it gets hard. But I think we get to the point where you you understand, look, I have to live the life that I need to live and I can't be guilty about that. You're not waving it in their faces. You're not living in ego or outside of your heart. You're saying this disease, this thing you're going through, this addiction, this this decisions you're making are taking you down. You know, they're taking your loved ones down. Is it truly supposed to take you down too? I don't think it is. I think you're bear witness to it so that you could have a better life, that you would choose a better life than you did. And you can't feel guilty about that. And and that's hard. So how do we move through the guilt when you feel it? I think coming into the heart center, doing those releases, the meditations, and, you know, asking. I There are many times where... You know, I'll, we'll do work with clients and they'll be, whether it's through coaching or through sessions and simply just talking to people. And then certainly for myself, it's like, well, how do I overcome this feeling of guilt and sadness? We need to go within and we, and we need to release the pain. And we can do that through prayer. You can ask God to take that pain away. You can do meditative processes where you envision all of that pain and suffering and build up and all of it just leaving your body. Cord cutting is another one. Sometimes it can be hard to disassociate the feelings after the cord's been cut, right? Which I think is what this client here, this person is experiencing, this listener is experiencing. But there's a level of peace that will come. And that's why I think it's important that when we decide to cut the cords, we get to that point of where, okay, we have our list. Even if you make a list of pros and cons or you make, you know, I've talked about this in the podcast earlier uh, in the season about the box in the attic of conscious mind. There was a step involved in that process of uncovering things and healing and, you know, recuperating your memory and pulling from the subconscious mind because there's so many things that we carry and that we hold on to and that we're triggered by. And then these kinds of emotions such as guilt and, and anxiety, depression, sadness come when we make big decisions and we try to unpack those boxes, right? We try to work through our traumas and our memories and our associations with certain people that are toxic. 
and through that process we we were writing it was one of the steps we write down you know what what makes us angry or what has affected us how do we feel we look at the events and then we give it an association where in the next step we say well who in our life caused this and then you're including yourself right like well no i can accept i made that decision you know you're not it's not a, a list of blame you're taking responsibility for your shit too but I mean, if there was an abusive situation, if there was a particular, you know, um, event that happened, whose energy does that attach to? And then you begin to see, well, this is so-and-so and man, at the end of the exercise, you're beginning to see that, you know, you got 99 problems and there are 80 of them. So instead of healing from the individual problems, you're healing from the person and all the pain they've caused. Not all the little events that built up to the point where now you've got to cut the money of your life. The guilt is kind of um, a... How do I want to say that? How can I put this to words? Sometimes guilt can come to us because we didn't feel completely validated or heard. Because they don't know how we feel. Does it make sense? Like maybe you didn't get to speak your piece. You've had to slowly walk away as they deteriorate, as they continue. Maybe they don't even know you anymore. Maybe they've gotten so far down their own path. They're not focused on anything else but themselves. And that happens. It happens with the illness of the traumas and the things that they're experiencing. And we feel like not that necessarily you want to have to fight, but part of the guilt is it's like, well, look, I feel guilty for being angry at them because look at the state that they're in, but look at the pain that they've caused. And some of that guilt, maybe if you look down even further into that feeling of guilt, are you feeling guilty about cutting their cords and letting them go, letting them be? Or are you feeling guilty that perhaps you allowed this to go on for too long? That you're now carrying so much pain and suffering and deterioration within yourself and they'll never know how you feel? So you've cut them out of your life and they don't even know why. There's so many questions you begin to ask yourself about the guilt because it's not always just associated with, oh, I feel guilty that they're they're living this life. You can feel guilty about the action of taking and setting a boundary. You can feel guilty towards yourself for putting up for with it for too long. The time you've lost, maybe the money you gave them where you could have used it for yourself or your family, whatever this is, like there are so many ways this person can affect you that the guilt isn't just towards them, it's towards the actions that they created. And perhaps for some of you, the shitstorm they've left behind, like how, who's supposed to clean that up? And maybe you don't, maybe you feel guilty that, look, I'm not cleaning it up. Maybe somebody else has to. 
Maybe it's somebody else's turn to take action and help them. Maybe it's somebody else's responsibility now to fix it. Because it's not yours. You decided that it wasn't yours and that's okay. You don't have to clean it up anymore. It's not your mess to clean up. But what you can do is clean up how you feel. The energy you're putting towards it. And that's going to be more freeing for you than cutting the cord in the first place. And we'll get to the point where you do begin to feel more at ease. Less wondering if they're okay. Because that's part of part of that. And certainly if they were, you know, maybe they were an abuser and they were manipulative and played a bunch of mind games. And you're sitting there thinking, well, did I do the right thing? Like you're so programmed that you feel like, well, I don't know, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I can't live without them. Maybe maybe they're right. Once you've made that decision, you need to be strong within yourself and even preparing yourself before cutting the cord to say, look, this is the steps I'm going to take to get to this point for when I release them. There could be some emotions. Maybe they're going to come back and be angry, right? That could happen. So being prepared to stand your ground and be poignant and be observant and stand with truth and try to keep emotions out of it. And if you do get emotional, they're going to have to see it. They have to see the pain that they've caused. And if they don't acknowledge that, that's still further your answer. And use that to propel you forward to then make better choices or other choices in the future about who you help, why you help them. And and again, I mean, sometimes it's not a choice when there are loved ones. It's not a choice. You're there because of your family, because your friends, because you've known them forever. Like there seems to be this duty or responsibility that you need to take care of everyone. So then you kind of feel a little lost in your purpose too, right? Especially if you're a mom or you're, you know, maybe you're the older, older sibling and you've always, you raised all your siblings and now they've made these choices. It's like, well, how did I raise them to be? I've had that so many times where the older sibling will just wish they could trade places with them because what if they did something in their upbringing that triggered all this? Like it, it's the things we ask ourselves and we beat ourselves up about. It's like, it's, it's less about you as much as you want to think. It's less about you and more about their journey and what they're supposed to experience. Honestly, through the work that I've done and the messages I receive when I do them, because it's an intuitive healing process for everyone. 90% of the time we're working through this and they say, listen, you feel guilty. You feel saddened. You feel upset. Then you might be angry. They put you in this position in the first place, but you've set the boundaries. It's hard. You're getting to a point where you're understanding this was the role you played in their life. Because they needed someone strong enough that was going to see them for who they were and their potential. 
help them, but be strong enough to let them go. You were chosen for their journey, whether you like to think so or not, or whether you are feel like you're burdened by that, you can be angry by that. You were chosen because you were strong enough to let them go. They knew, the universe, spirit, God knew that if you were the one helping them, that was the only way that your loved one was going to learn their lesson. Sometimes we even see this as saying, well, look, you're the one that's in the position to heal family karma. If that's something you believe in. We get this from all facets because it's much like anything that happens. A mom who has a child with a disability, that child knowingly came here with knowing their complications and asking for those complications so that they could learn a certain lesson. And they picked a parent that was going to be strong enough to endure all of it, love them despite the conflict, and be strong enough to let them go. When they pass, when, they, when something happens. That's such a heaviness as we come here to live this human experience. The more difficulty that you have in your life. Now, this isn't us asking for more problems, okay? But we see this with trauma victims and survivors. And we see this with with folks who've come from nothing and have made something of themselves. That you're living with purpose because of the lessons that you've lived. You're now able to help people because of it. Often healers, intuitives, empaths, psychics, mediums have a hell of a past. Because we were meant to survive things so that we could understand humanity. Our souls have a higher lesson here. We're higher evolved. And I don't want to, like, that's not an ego thing to say. Have a higher purpose. Our souls are higher evolved. We know we're not incarnating here again. We know we're not coming back. And that's why we can have this feeling of such desire. It's like, well, if I don't help their soul now, what if I I miss my shot to help them? What if they're not going to have the good life that, that they deserve? It's not for you to decide. They decided that. And as healers, intuitives, and empaths, and honestly, people incarnated at this time, And if you're listening to my podcast, you're one of us. (laughs) We have a hell of a past because we needed as a higher soul to understand the human experience. We need to understand ego, greed, destruction, love, lack of love, all of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because our purpose here. To help others. So that you would know. The emotion. Behind. Something so tragic. Because there are very few people in this world. This is why for some people counseling doesn't work. Is because. 
you know the person sitting across from you doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. There's not a diagnosis or nothing in that book that's going to get you to understand me. I've been to many counselors. I've had some good ones. I've had some bad ones. And it's not counselors in general. They do their best to help as many people as they can, but there's not enough specialties out there. That's why I love coaches so much because they understand and can share from their point of view. And I don't give a shit if they're certified or not, but have they come from where we've come from and made it? Have they survived it and how do they do it? I don't care if they're certified. I want to know that somebody has overcome my challenges. And I mean, and that's why you're here with me. <laughs> like, that's why you do what you do. That's why you are who you are. You're here to make a difference. And the difference that you make in this world, there's going to be some great payoffs. And there's going to be some difficulty. And you're going to feel sad about the things that you've had to say or had to do. But it was the stronger you had to be, the harder that is to do. So I hope that this brings peace to those that are struggling with the decision to cut people out of their life and who have done that. Because I know how hard that is. And we don't take that energy lightly, you know. So I hope this has brought some peace to you listeners. And I would love for you to share that with me reach out over this podcast um, and and talk to me. Tell me if this has helped you. If you have more questions saying, okay, well, I can see how I can now understand this. What about now my particular situation, right? Ask questions because I'm here to help you. And, you know, and I, I am so compassionate and, and about and passionate about these kinds of things because it is so important for us to understand our value, what we bring to this world, how we're going to do it, and what kind of life that you want to live. And it is so important to be at peace and of love and light. And I know how hard that is to do when you have toxicity in your life. It is a very bold move to start cutting people out of your life. It's not an easy one. And I applaud you and celebrate you and send you love for doing the work you've done to get you to this point of your life. Peace is on its way, lovely. And you've done the work for that and you will be rewarded for that. And the souls of the people that you've cut out of your life, whether it's in this lifetime or when we meet again <laughs> as a soul tribe, I promise you they are going to thank you for the gift of letting them go. I promise you that. So hope this brings you peace and comfort and some sort of direction. And so some little housekeeping at the end, because I want to share with you all that I'm working on. <laughs> um you know, there's more love and guidance to come from me. I opened up and started a TikTok. So I'm doing daily TikTok videos over there. The YouTube channel is back up and running. All the links will be below here. And if you don't see them all in the podcast, because I, 
you know, you can only put so many, um, so much detail in the, in the bottom. They only give you so many, so much room. So if you go to my website, deannabutcher.com, or you click on Facebook or one of the other links here below that will fit, um, you'll be able to see everything that I'm working on. Uh, I'm not sharing TikTok to Facebook, but it does get shared to Instagram. So I'm building those platforms there to um, to expand a little bit and uh, and even pull away a little bit, I think, from Facebook because the algorithms and stuff just don't seem to be sharing my content. And I've even been uh, censored <laughs> quite a bit uh, there, especially when it comes to talking about humanity, the shift to the 3D, 4D, and 5D, and certainly anything to do with the government. So it's getting censored. <laughs> which is fine. So, you know, I, I want you to know that I'm working hard for you so that you can still have access to me. And so I started the TikTok. And so if you go to that, start watching the videos and watch like what their minute long segments. So please watch them and, and share them. Um, you can share from there and you can also like, and then send comments. So can you please do that for me? So the channel can grow um, the first few videos I had done, there was like 2000, a thousand, 2000 watches and likes on them. And then the algorithm slowed down. So if you want to continue seeing that content and it wants to show up on your for you page, and we want to share this message with the world, um, I need your help on that one so it can grow because it's, it's new. It's within the last week that I've created that one. Uh, Instagram there, as I say, is, is available. My website, I'm doing readings and healings along with my coaching. And there is a free app that I built for you guys. So you guys can get that for both Android and, um, it comes for your iTunes as well. You can access it from there. And, um, it's where we have come together as a tribe. So as we are growing over there, there will be giveaways for, uh, the amount of members that we hit. And so we're growing that as well. So you're going to see some of the content be filtered through there. So it's all in one place for you. You'll be able to book your next session. But more importantly, there are groups, topics. There are many of them already. Um, there are forums. There are challenges that we are creating. And the challenges themselves are private ones. Um, I can see your progress so that I can help guide you if you need the guidance. Um, so those ones aren't team challenges, but they are individual challenges. So there's a 21-day meditation and a 7-day love yourself challenge. And so you can take part in those every day. And uh, there'll be new ones released every month. Um, new content is dropped quite regular, quite regularly. Um, and we're, we chat quite a bit over there. So come in over to the app. And the link will be below for that invite. And the more that you like and share, the higher the chances that you get a free reading with me. So if you would like to get a free psychic reading with me, head on over, join the app, become a member, start chatting, meet the other like-minded people. We're a small group right now, but we're going to grow. And, uh, and so take part in all that discussion because I'd love to love to chat with you and see you. And we talk about the podcast after the show. Um, those are some of the things that we're going to start doing more of over there as it continues to grow. Um, so yeah, so I don't want to take any more of your Wednesday, but love and appreciation to each and every one of you. You guys take care and have a beautiful, beautiful day. We will see you again very soon.